going on everybody welcome back to the elemental evan show today i'm joined by once again another very special guest today we have the one and only quentin alexander he is a health and fitness coach a personal trainer he comes from a background of track and field dancing he's got a degree in kinesiology and he loves to see people succeeding getting a smile on their face and doing things that they were never able to do before this is just an all-around amazing guy in the short time I've even had to talk with him. So welcome to the show as well. Uh, he goes by the name Q, so I'll probably refer to him as Q, but welcome to the show, Q. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. So happy to have you on. Was there anything else that I should add in there? Well, I mean, we we might go down the rabbit hole, but it's uh, it's been interesting before I even got into... Ah, no, that's a lie. <laughs> I was going to say before I got into the health and fitness space, I've been um, you know, very into art. Um, just kind of like uh, whether it's movement arts or music and things of that nature. Uh, so I've been doing that for a while, too. So just whether it's, you know, poetry, uh, rap, I was doing a lot of that before I got into the fitness space. And of course, dancing as well, like literally leading up to, uh, you know, right before I started my my fitness venture. So, yeah, yeah. So a lot of different things left and right, for sure. No, I, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you mentioning that as well, um, especially with dance. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it's pretty wild because there's so many people that you don't think would be in dance and they are like tons of running backs, uh, uh even people uh, within the MMA field. Uh, so it's really wild. There's so much footwork that goes into it as well as if anyone has ever actually tried like legit dancing, it's freaking hard. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's super hard. Like not, not just having rhythm, but like actually doing like some of these dance moves. It is, mm -hmm. it takes a lot of strength and flexibility. Right. Yeah, so uh, I'm really happy. I I'm I'm excited to dig in on that. But uh, before we jump into the episode completely, uh, I'll start off with just the rapid fire questions that I always do with the guests. So okay. uh, to start it off, where are you from? Uh, born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. Beautiful, beautiful man. Are you missing Las Vegas at all, or do you enjoy it where you're at now? Uh, not really. Well, so um, I used to hate Vegas. Uh, <laughs> so uh, just I'm kind of you're you telling me about Beaumont. I'm not sure how you know uh, the city is there, but um, Vegas itself is kind of like an island in the desert. Mm. You know, there really is nothing else around it. You know, because people say like, oh, you know, if you you can tell somebody you're from California, but if you tell you tell somebody from Nevada, it's like, well. There's only one. <laughs> okay, I won't say one, but there's there's like right, maybe right. two or three cities, period, that are that have any, you know, amount of people who actually live there. Vegas is the number one city in the entire state. So you're from Vegas. You're not even from Nevada. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it is. Um, do I miss it? Not not necessarily. You know, I just got back Thanksgiving, so so most of my family still lives there, and uh, I appreciate it more now actually living in California from a from an adult perspective as a kid you're like oh you know I just want to travel I want to do all these different things and I didn't do much of that when I was younger but uh going back you know even just from like looking at rent and things like parking <laughs> you know uh stuff you overlook as a kid and you take advantage of or you take for granted um you know there's you know a lot of different things that I'm more appreciative now distance makes the heart grow fonder right yes indeed yeah. Uh, no, I love that, man. And then obviously, uh, we kind of gave it away. But where are you based out of? Oh, I live in L.A. Uh, I actually live in Inglewood specifically. But, you know, I tell people L.A. if they're not too familiar. 
Yeah, honestly, any, anytime I'm traveling and people, even when I wasn't living in LA and they're like, where are you from? It's like, oh, LA, you know, LA. it's just easy. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. And then uh, last two questions. What's your favorite book? Wow. Um, I would say, um, that's kind of a, a cheat answer. I would say the Bible. Um, but if it's not, if it's not the Bible, I would say, man, that's a great question. Mm, there's so many books that have like influenced me over time. Hmm. Let me come back to that. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. I mean, and the Bible is a good one. I'm actually, no one has used that one on my show yet. So oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and I, I I like that answer. We'll stick with the Bible. If you think of one before the episode's over, we'll uh we'll circle okay. back to it. Last one is just what is your favorite quote? Favorite quote. So what it's that quote by uh Marianne Williamson. It says, um, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Um, we ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure about you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Excellent quote. But all right, Q, let's go ahead and jump into the real depth of the topic on today's episode, which is yeah. really going to be probably focused around movement, exercise, you know, just essentially using our body uh, for what it was made, you know, and, and, sure. and moving in this space. So I would love to just start off with really breaking down how you found your way into your current movement practice. Maybe even if you want to talk a little bit about what your current movement practice looks like, but mm -hmm. definitely, um, you know, what, what, what brought that interest to you, you know, and, and what really led you down the the path of, you know, chasing this career and, yeah. And making it all, you know, essentially your your life goal right there. Okay, so <laughs> let me let me uh, wrap my testimony into <laughs> kind of like a small little uh, little package. So I mentioned I'm from Vegas uh, originally. Um, before uh, telling you, I know I I ran track starting from high school, but before then I was playing football. So uh, during that time, I played football. You know, my dad introduced me. One of my uh, uh, best friends at the time, Sean. This was in fifth grade. He was playing football, and you know dads are talking they're like no you just get your son out there playing football as well so eventually i played first year i was like mvp running back all that good stuff you know little kids whatever and uh, i took it all the way up until high school well right before high school middle school um i injured my shoulder tore my right labrum and i was introduced to the world of radiology i didn't know the word existed but of course when you have to get x-rays you you do that so i saw the word radiology and i'm like wow you know I, all, all the way already in my mind i thought how much do they get paid? <laughs> you know, and uh, then I told myself and I told my parents, I'm going to be a radiologist, you know, because it was the first thing I kind of knew about in the science world. And then uh, maybe a couple of years went by. I still didn't get my shoulder uh, fixed. <laughs> I just knew it was messed up. <laughs> Eventually got my shoulder fixed. Uh, then I thought about being a physical therapist. And I was like, ah, but it seems kind of boring. So I was like, all right, maybe not physical therapy. This is maybe my freshman year of high school. From that, I was then introduced to, uh, I was watching a, a Bowflex commercial, all right? So the Bowflex commercial, there was a dude on there, and he was working out. He looked kind of nerdy, had glasses on, but he had some muscle. 
And uh, his his thing, he said, he was like, hey, I know this product is really good because, you know, um, I went to school and I studied kinesiology. So I know the, you know, whatever is, uh, <laughs> I know it's a good product. And I'm like, oh, I was like, that sounds like a smart word. So I looked that up and found out that it was, you know, study of human movement, exercise, all that good, good stuff. And uh, from there, then I stuck with that, <laughs> that theme. And that took me into to college and, you know, um, between the transition of football, uh, you know, in my freshman year, I was approached by somebody on the track team. They said, hey, you know, uh, you know, I know you're, you're you, you know, you play running back, uh, but you should run track. It'll make you run faster, you know, on the football field. And I was like, oh, OK, so I tried that, fell in love with track, uh, ditched football. And then I stuck with that all the way through college. Um, in college, I became a decathlete. I was came in as sprints, but they saw, you know, you know, here and there that like, oh, you know, he could do a little bit more. So uh uh, went through the decathlon, uh, you know, won a few, you know, regional championships here and there. Uh, and from that, uh, I kind of paired what I was learning with, you know, just the Kinesis background to, you know, what I was learning on the field. And uh, I kind of really use it a lot because I was injured often throughout my uh, my track career. And I kind of just use that like, well, well, not only how can I get better in terms of my performance, but how can I like stop dealing with all this plantar fasciitis and mm. you know then that led me down the road of you know uh you know footwear and like you know what strong feet are and you know what bunions are and like how does that you know the alignment of our foot you know and not necessarily being fasciitis but more fasciosis because it's ne not necessarily inflamed it's just all those different things that took me down a, a long journey i say like a rabbit hole but um it all started i would say maybe from football and then leading to uh all throughout college, you know, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's, that's half the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So for, uh, from college, uh, it's funny. Um, I was dating a girl at the time. Um, so I went to a uh, school out in, uh, in Orange County, Vanguard university. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I did my schooling out there, ran track there. And I was dating a girl at the time who lived out in LA and, uh, you know, there was a whole thing back and forth, you know, she would travel to see me. I wouldn't travel to see her as much. So when I graduated, I said, Hey, you know what? I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna live with you. I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna make it happen. Did not happen. Uh, a month into it, I was living in downtown. Uh, we were going to get a place, uh, you know, something in my spirit. And I was talking to other uh, people who were older and wiser than me. They said, "Hey, don't move in with your girlfriend at the age of 21. Just doesn't make sense." I'm like, "Really?" They're like, "Yeah, it doesn't make sense." So I said, "Okay." Told her I said, "We're not moving in." Lo and behold, she took that as her out, and uh, I was like, "Well, I'm not going back to Vegas." So I made it work. Found a church community out here. Uh, I got a job. Uh, working at a place that sold fitness equipment. All right. A uh, place called Active Solutions. They still still up in business. They sell functional training equipment. Right. Um, so a lot of uh, different rigs. You know, I started to learn more about different tools, whether it was like, you know, steel clubs, maces, kettlebells, you know, um, you know, sandbags, all that good, good stuff. Uh, you know, aerial yoga, TRX, you know, I got my certification, you know, by working with them, like all that good stuff, like all that came through working with that that job. And in the meantime, you know, I uh, was rapping, you know, so uh, I was pursuing that, you know, of course, putting stuff on SoundCloud. I got a few songs on Spotify and uh, yeah, just having a good time with it. And the girl that I met, she actually influenced me to, you know, become, uh, you know, part of this uh, small collective of, uh, you know, of people who did spoken word, uh, you know, uh, rap, sing, all that kind of stuff. It was called Mike Sessions. And uh, Mike Sessions was held pretty much, uh, I don't know how familiar you are 
with LA, but it's kind of like in the Baldwin Hills ish area. Yep. So somebody uh, had a crib. They invited a bunch of people. Um, the person who uh, put it on, her name was Layla Steinberg. And she actually was uh, somebody who, you know, used to work uh, alongside Tupac when he was doing his thing. And so she Damn. that space and just a bunch of different people from, you know, all walks of life would come, you know, they would share their stuff. She would critique them on their stage presence, how they were holding the mic, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was really cool. It was uh, really influential. Um, it got to a point where I realized that maybe I wasn't doing that for myself. And I was kind of in the back of my mind, actually doing it for my old relationship you know, because she had pushed me in that direction. And so I took my artistic desire to to do something and I took that away from music. And then I started to apply that to dance because I've always been involved in dancing as well, you know, from Jesus, from elementary school to middle, you know, I've, I've been a dancer all my life in the midst of also being, you know, uh, you know, an athlete and all that stuff. So started dancing more. Um, you know, I uh, was involved uh, with breaking in high school. And so I started to get uh, get involved with more popping house breaking styles, uh, you know, early between like 2018, 2020. So taking the, the classes, teaching classes, working with kids, all that all the way up until 2020. So now we're kind of getting to the nitty gritty. I'm still working at this this corporate job uh, for functional training, right, where we sell the equipment, but doing all this other stuff on the side. Um, eventually, you know, Places closed down. Everybody's working from home. Of course, you know, it's the pandemic and, you know, hours are cut in half. But 2020 was probably one of my favorite years. Sounds crazy, but it was like my literally one of my favorite years because um, I was living in uh, I wasn't wasn't engaged or married at the time, but I had a bunch of roommates. It got up to a point where it was five guys in an apartment. And, you know, obviously it's a little rowdy, but um, we spent a lot of time at the parks. So one of my you know, first, I would say real clients. Um, I worked with friends in the past, but it was one of my friends, you know, I didn't charge him anything, but he wanted to lose weight. And uh, he was about maybe like 285. Okay. And, uh, you know, he felt uncomfortable with himself, uh, you know, getting on airplanes, you know, kind of just like walking up steps, all that kind of stuff. He just really didn't, he just didn't like how he felt, let alone how he looked, even though he, uh, he utilized it in his comedy because he's a, he's a comedian Instagram. He's really famous in that, that film, but he would utilize it to, you know, uh, I guess what was it like self-deprecating humor, uh, you know, about like, Oh, I'm this guy, da, 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 da. But in reality, he really wanted to lose that weight. So, um, he started on his own, started going to Culver city steps, you know, like just going up and down. Hey, I made it once. Oh, I made it, uh, one, you know, two times now. And you know, all that kind of stuff, but that's all he knew which was a fantastic start. And so I just yeah. asked him, I said, Hey, what else are you doing besides that? And he's like, well, that's it. I just go to the steps and whatever. I'm like, Oh dude, like you should just, uh, why don't you come to the, to the park with me like every other day. And then we'll just do some, some calisthenics, some, you know, some movement, you know, we might skip, we might crawl, we might, you know, pull, push, whatever, you know, we'll just have fun at the parks. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. So he joined me. And then one of my other roommates uh, hopped in and another roommate hopped in. And so I helped, him from pretty much March of 2020 till July when he actually moved out to Texas, he lost 70 pounds, you know, just within that small, you know, frame of time. And then, so what is that? Is that five months? Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah. Sorry. Four I'm or five months. Yeah. So like four or five months, he lost 70 pounds. I was like, what the heck? And then another friend who was uh, also one of the roommates, he lost about 50 ish, 60 pounds. And then another friend lost like 30 pounds still kind of eating, eating trash, you know, like <laughs> they weren't really, you know, eating the best. Uh, my friend who lost the most weight, he was doing a uh, dirty keto, you know, where it was just, <laughs> it's just all high fat, high protein stuff. Right. Um, 
yeah. And so he did it that way. And, you know, I helped some other friends, you know, kind of, you know, lose some weight. And uh, one of the the biggest, uh, you know, rewarding things was actually not the friend who lost the most weight. It was the one of the other ones. He was interested in mostly being behind the camera in the film uh, industry. He liked the way he looked so much. Now he's actually pursuing being more in front of the camera because subconsciously or even consciously, he thought to himself, like, I'm not worth being seen. Mm. Yeah. You know, so that, in a sense, changed the way my mind, you know, worked. And I had other friends, you know, like uh, help them learn how to do a cartwheel and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, they'd never been able to do a cartwheel from from uh, the age of a kid, you know, and I'm like, a cartwheel? I'm like, oh, you know, uh, heck yeah, let's do it. And so um, so just teaching people like little stuff like that. And, you know, it's kind of goes back to, you know, me saying, like, I love teaching people how to do things that they th- they never in their wildest mind thought they could do like if they said, oh, I can't dance like, you know, I'm sure you may have heard the common phrase like, uh, you know, I'm white. I don't have rhythm or uh, I don't you know, something like that. I'm like, dude, first of all, like I'll, I'll walk up to them and I'll listen. I'm like, oh, come here, come here, come here real quick. I'll listen to their heart. And I was like, oh, no, you've got rhythm. Your heart beating, right? They're like, oh, OK, cool. <laughs> That's the start. So, you know, just kind of getting people to, you know, realize that they're they're more than they think they are. Um, this has really been beneficial. So. From that point, I then took that, um, like we were talking about before the start, um, I, uh, you know, took that, uh, that experience, you know, through 2020. And then towards the end of it, I reached out to one of my older contacts through the business that I worked with um, uh, uh, for the corporate, uh, corporate uh, gym and, or corporate uh, business. And um, I started working for them at uh, the district and up in the Valley and then spent a couple uh, about a couple of years there, about a year and a half, and then transitioned to the gym that I talked about that I connected with with uh, with Caleb, and uh, yeah, uh, from from now now I've moved on into another space with you know kind of just more independent, a little bit of hybrid, uh, mostly online, but also working with you know people who really inspire me uh, in person. So that was a lot, but that's <laughs> I tried to you know put that all there. It's hard to it's hard to fit a, a life story into a short amount of time. So no, that's right. that's excellent, man. Um, yeah, I mean, there uh, we could definitely dive in in a lot of those sections of your life, but <laughs> just overall, I think the real takeaway is just uh, it's always really neat to see how we get to where we're at, you know. And and a lot of the times, mm-hmm. what it seems like is it's usually through you know a hardship of some sort, like an injury in sports or yeah. uh, not eating right, you know, and and yeah. uh, having these illnesses or diseases showing up right and then kind of using ourselves as the experiment and then going a little bit outside of the normal which hasn't been obviously helping us and then right. finding our way in that uh, in that field and so um you know also with you like having injured your shoulder um one of the things and this didn't bring me into necessarily like health and wellness but like I as well uh in wrestling uh like almost dislocated my shoulder it like uh-huh. slightly came out of the socket yeah. but wasn't fully out. And, mm-hmm. uh, I just kind of, uh, no one adjusted it or did anything right on spot. And so when I finally went in and got x-rays taken, they're like, there's nothing we can really do now. It's kind of like already settled back, but they're just wow. like, you're gonna, you're just going to feel pain. And they're like, just build muscle around your shoulder, uh, for later in life. So you can avoid, uh, you know, feeling, <laughs> uh, waking up in the morning and, and feeling some pain there. So it's just, uh, it's super wild, but it's still it, messed up. uh, you know, it, it doesn't bother me at all now. 
they do say that it's something down the road that could. So trying to really just focus on, you know, joint health as well as, uh, you know, maintaining muscle around the shoulders and, and really focusing on, on keeping that muscle built and, uh, functioning properly and, and keeping some range of movement in there as well. So is it, uh, do you have basically are your ligaments looser, um, at this point? Uh, so what, what is the issue? So actually I, I have no idea, honestly. So in high school, they just took an x-ray. They're like, oh yeah, like they, you know, show me this little dark line where my joint is. And they're like, okay, yeah. it, sh it shouldn't be there. It should be more like sunken into the socket, I guess. Sure. Um, and at that age, I had no idea what questions asked. And so uh, they just, they, I don't even think they really told me what mm -hmm. the real issue is. They mm -hmm. were just like, yeah. you're, you know, you're, it'll eventually go back into place and do what it needs to do, but you will always have, you know, probably some pain down the road and, um, like, you know, knock on wood, I don't have any pain right now on my shoulder, which is excellent. Um, yeah. but it's something that I definitely try to be, you know, very cautious with and, and, you know, uh, do pre preemptive measures to take care of it, you know? Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, if, if ever you have any advice, on, yeah, no, dude, I mean, I'm, yeah. I would be happy to, to take any advice you have, because I know, uh, like in terms of, of what your kind of workout looks like right now, like movement practices, what, yeah. what do you normally do? Do you do a traditional style, like lifts, like deadlifting, uh, bench press squat, things like that? Or are you yeah. doing more of like an animal flow or, you know, or are you incorporating all of them? Like what's kind of your movement practice look like? Man, there, there's seasons. There's seasons yeah. of different styles. So right now I'm actually in more of a traditional style um, because I've actually, I neglected that um, a lot through my, my upbringing. So originally my, my background was that, you know, just classic like deadlift, uh, bench press, whatever from high school with football. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't realize until after, you know, I got to college and then um, everything after that, that I actually had a really good strength and conditioning coach uh, in high school. That's awesome. I didn't know that he was good because I hadn't had nothing to compare it to, you know, but I was like, I look back, I'm like, wow, he actually knew his stuff, <laughs> you know? So, uh, but yeah, so I kind of have that uh, background um, between, you know, going through, you know, more of the, the dancing phase. And I didn't tell you that. Yeah. I, I said, dance. there's a lot of stuff. So um, um, picked up a lot of uh, tricking and tumbling as well. So uh, I learned how to, how to back tuck in high school, uh, hanging out with the cheerleaders. Wait, what's sorry, what's tricking? I, I know tumbling, but what's tricking? So tricking is like a mixture between gymnastics and parkour. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So if you ever see people do like uh like one-legged like flips and uh spins and tucks and curls and stuff, like they'll they'll do like gainers. You know what a gainer is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like going like they'll basically do like obviously gainers on the ground, but like multiple in the air, and they'll like do like a 360, 720 spins, land on one leg put one hand on the ground. It just, they just look like ninjas and stuff. Sick. Okay. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So that's, that's what the the term people use for tricking. Okay. Right? They're doing literally flipping tricks. Okay. You know? So, um, so I kind of got into that, uh, that realm a little bit um, and just learning how to, you know, tumble on my own. And so I would say maybe more so the gymnastics guy, I didn't get too much into the style of tricking so much, but my combination of dancing and like, like breaking and then learning how to like, it just kind of all went together. So uh, where was I going with that? Uh, you're asking, oh, how is it? How is it? Uh, what phase am I in right now? Right, right. I, I did a lot of that um, um, right before, actually right around the time that I started to introduce my friends and help them lose weight. I was in that mode 
where I was more doing more primal movements. I was crawling, I was flipping, I was learning how to do back tucks and, you know, uh, aerials and things of that nature. Everything was more body weight, uh, calisthenics based. And uh, from that experience, I actually had the opportunity to then start working with more athletes. And of course, you can take a lot of those elements, but, you know, there's a natural reality that when you're in a gym, you know, you've got all of these equipment and tools around you, use the tools because they're there for a reason. And so I didn't have a lot of experience with that, you know, even though I have my background in kinesis and I was training people more from a calisthenic space, um, that was actually a learning curve for me getting into that space early in like 2021. Mm -hmm. So literally last year. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so then I started to get more into more of the functional training, actually applying it, you know, versus, you know, when I was working with the company, just selling the stuff, you know, I did, I used them, but I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't have the physical experience, you know, with that. And so just applying those different things, you know, whether it's working with landmines and different bands and, uh, you know, pressurized cable machines or, uh, you know, jammers and, you know, uh, slant boards and BOSUs and, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff was so, was so new to me in terms of like, how do I apply this to help somebody get better? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did that for about a year or so and crazy enough <laughs> because I wasn't, uh, I was going balls to the wall and I wasn't, you know, really thinking intentionally about it. I injured myself. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't mention that. So I told you about my shoulder injury, but something I've been overcoming for the last year and a half is uh, uh, knee injuries uh, on both knees. Uh, and it not necessarily, they weren't injured from a, a structural, um, you know, issue. I had realized that um, a lot of it was just like tightness um, that were, you know, pulling on the joint. And you know, I thought like, oh man, you know, I have to get x-rays here. I need to do this. I need to do that. When lo and behold, they were just weak and tight. Mm. Like, you know, and I was flexible, but the the right muscles, like a few fibers that were, you know, in, in the whole bundle were just messing up, you know, just a few weak links, you know, killing my knees. And so, um, so from that, it actually has been in a sense, a journey of, you know, being a coach who's, you know, getting other people, you know, healthier, happier, losing weight, but also trying to fix myself. I basically was Dr. House, you know, who literally <laughs> couldn't fix his own leg but it's like solving all everybody else's, you know, medical issues. So uh, it wasn't up until probably like two months ago that I actually stopped having knee pain. Um, wow. but now I'm I'm just in a, a classic strength program where I'm just getting strong for strong sake, you know, the basics, you know, uh, you know, pushing three plates, you know, uh, for bench, you know, squatting four plates for, you know, for squats, deadlift five, you know, just like those basic athletic numbers, um honestly for, to be completely honest their ego lifts they really don't transfer as much but um i wasn't as strong um you know in terms of like my 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 squatting capabilities which is kind of some of the reasons why my, my i ended up injuring my knees because if i was that strong i you know you only you're only strong if uh, you only get injured uh you know when you're put in a position that you're not prepared for right you know, aka right. you're you know your, your ankle is not strong in that position, which is why when enough force hits it, it, you know, there's an injury or, you know, you strain something only because the muscle was stretched to a capacity that it couldn't, you know, handle that load, you know, at yeah. whatever rate that it was working at. So, yeah. So for that reason, I'm like, oh, you know what? I've been flexible. I've been, you know, fast and quick and powerful and agile, but I haven't really been strong. Mm. I get strong. So I'm in a season of strong. Beautiful. As- Long, long uh, explanation, but I had to give that right there. 
Yeah, no, I, I like that. I mean, um, definitely. I think that every form of movement has its uh, purpose, right? Even, even the ego lifts, right? Like they, yeah. they still, they serve a function. And so um, right. I think it's really depending on, on, like you said, the season that you're in. And so that kind of leads me to uh, a few questions I have for you for our listeners. So uh, yeah. one of the first ones would be, for a person who, let's say, maybe used to lift back in the day or doesn't have any experience with lifting and being in a gym, but they want to start going down that path, where mm -hmm. would you kind of point them in terms of, you know, style of exercises to do, um, even like classes to attend or even to do at yeah. home? Like what, what, what style of movement would you recommend to a person like that? It's always the foundations. Uh, I would say where, like, I guess what what is their experience like were they an athlete before were they never you know exposed to any type of fitness um you know if they're starting from like square one maybe they were they were an artist all their life or they're an architect and they kind of work a desk job and they're like dude i've never been to a gym i've seen it on tv i know what tybo is but i've <laughs> uh, i've never downloaded or paid for p90x um where should i start um there's some basic you know programs but um i would say basic things like learning how to squat learning how to do a push-up, you know, learning how to lunge, you know, if they can get down those movements of um, learning how to, you know, maximize their own body weight before trying to pick up any other weight is, uh, is the best route, in my opinion. Because at the end of the day, when there's nothing to pick up, you have to pick up yourself. And so I always say like, hey, if you can't, um, before you start picking up, um, you know, anything or anybody else, you know, from a philosophical standpoint, you must first lift up yourself. Right. You must first, you know, master yourself and your own body weight before you can actually, you know, pour out of that fullness of the cup they're in, uh, thereof, and then, you know, give to somebody else. So that's, I like yeah. that. No, that's, that's excellent. And, and yeah, I like, that. it really does work both ways philosophically and physically. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. And, and I a hundred percent agree. I think, uh, just your own body weight can be surprisingly heavy at times, uh, <laughs> yeah. just do enough reps. And so, uh, yeah, that's, I really enjoy that answer in terms of now, let's say, um, a person who is more used to like weightlifting or even like they already have yeah. a movement practice, what kind of workouts or movement practice should they adopt in terms of longevity and really preserving like joints and, you know, muscle for, yeah. for daily stuff, right? Not necessarily like lifting crazy heavy things, but let's say being able to go out for a run, hang out with your yeah. grandkids, um, you know, lift them up or whatever it may be. What, what would oh. you kind of promote for that? Okay. That's a great question. Cause now we're moving into that, that space. So um, I would say full range of motion is best for uh, most people in terms of longevity. Like if you're looking at, yeah, building muscle and, you know, from a bodybuilder standpoint, there's different ways where you can do partial range, you know, and trying to hit certain things and working on different angles. That stuff is cool, but most people aren't going to do that uh, day in and day out. I would say take anywhere between, you know, moderate intensity in terms of how much you can lift and then take that through full range of motion. You know, especially when it comes to whether it's the the ankles, the the knees, the hips, like learning how the the joint moves and then just taking it there. You know, so whether it's a you know a full squat, go really light on whatever that is, and then just you know learn how to rep that out because in daily life you're going to have to squat down and get get a little bit lower to pick something up off the ground. Learning how to hinge properly with very light weight, and so. Um, just different things like that. So it's kind of taking it back to whatever the found the fundamentals are. If they actually have, you know, 
uh, a little bit of experience of lifting and things of that nature and what they want to do for longevity. Full range is probably the best thing you're going to do because, you know, no matter, you know, what position you're in, you're strong. You know, there's a lot of, you know, funky Mickey Mouse stuff we can, you know, uh, figure out, you know, we can do a, a flamingo, uh, you know, RDL and, <laughs> and pull over the head. Like that stuff's cool, but, you know, um, there are some basic things that you can do um, that have um, tremendous effects uh, for the long term. Um, hopping on top of that, one thing I, I preach uh, outside of anything when it comes to not only just uh, from a strength standpoint, I don't think people spend enough time on the ground. So like sitting on the ground, people ask like, oh, I've never been flexible. You know, uh, I just tell whether it's my clients or people I come into contact with. I say, well, how often do you sit on the ground? They're like, look at me like, what do you mean? I'm like, whoa, I mean, do, do you ever actually spend time? Like, do you have carpet at home? Do you spend time sitting on the carpet? They're like, no, nah, I just sit on the couch. And it's like, well, your body's in a fixed 90 degree angle, like at all times. So how do you expect, you know, to be flexible if in your resting position is in a fixed position? Right. Dang. So when you sit on the ground, that like that's my gospel. Right. So when you sit on the ground more often than not, you actually don't stay in the same position. Right. So naturally, your your legs might be you know splayed out. And then all of a sudden you'll kind of like lean over here and then lean back and then do this. And in the process of actually getting up off the ground, you have to then stretch just to get up. People are like, oh, I have bad hips or, you know, my back. It's like, dude, if you actually spent time on the ground, which I say is, you know, God's first chair or, you know, the first seat we ever had you're, you're going to be, uh, you know, just like a child is, you know, we look at babies and, oh my God, he's so flexible. He puts his head over his head. It's like, well, he's not sitting in little baby chairs and stuff. Like he's actually maneuvering and crawling. And so I, honestly, it's, uh, um, philosophically, but also physically lowering ourselves, humbling ourselves, not thinking that because the ground is beneath us, that it's actually beneath us, you know? So like actually spending more time on the ground has, that would probably be number one, that I would tell people to do in terms of like what they should incorporate into their daily lifestyle. And then on top of that, if they go into the gym, spend more time working on full range of motion, not that, you know, short stuff, like actually like if you can't, if you can't pull it all the way here and then push it all the way back, it might be too heavy for you or at least yeah. for what you're trying to accomplish, you know? So, so just like working through that basic stuff, that's going to, you know, have a tremendous return for your, for your joints and your health overall. I like that. I, I, yeah. So uh, in terms of, yeah, someone who is going for longevity, I, I absolutely agree. Um, full range of motion, really utilizing the joint muscles and, and, you know, putting them into the places where, you know, if you needed to reach behind you in a car or if you had it, you know, like you yes. would be able to do that. Um, and like you said, also strengthening the muscles for any occasion, right? Like if your ankle isn't used to having weight on it while it's in this position, that's yeah. where you would get injured, right? So mm -hmm. absolutely agree with everything you said there. And then spending time on the floor is incredible. Um, being that I'm pretty deep into yoga, that's something that, you know, now I do quite a bit and, yeah. uh, you know, I will sit on the floor cross-legged and this is something I used to never do ever. Um, definitely my fiance got me into it more with mm -hmm. yoga and then also just, yeah, moving the body more and, and yeah, being comfortable getting down on the floor, doing some stretching, you know, sitting yeah. in, in a cross-legged pose because it's so wild as a kid, everyone can sit in a cross-legged pose. Right. And then yeah. you get older and you go to sit down. You're like, Oh my gosh, like my knees are way up here. I can't like, yeah. I feel like I'm going to fall back. Like it's so wild. So, yeah. um, 
I really, I, I absolutely agree. And that's one of my big things is usually longevity. I like functionality, right? Which is why I really like uh, these new movement practices like animal flow and, and um, you know, just all these functional tools that are coming out. I think they're right. incredible. Um, so if you, uh, I don't know if you had any more on that, but I do have uh, one more, at least one more question in terms of uh, your advice. <laughs> okay. I mean, look, I, I can talk <laughs> for whatever, <laughs> like I, we can, we can just, you know, roll with it for sure. Yeah. Okay. Got you, man. Well, then the next question is definitely going to be, um, and this is a super common one, but for people who are looking to lose weight, I have my own kind of protocol that I usually say, but if you yeah. uh, have a, a specific view on this or something, you know, even with your friend who uh, over, you know, that five month period really dropped a bunch of weight, what were some yeah. of the main tactics that you that you were using and do use to this day to help people, uh, take off weight and also keep it off. So, um, I, I do come from a, a very traditional background. I know some people, you know, might talk against it, but move often move daily. A lot of people really overlook it and it could be this, like I said, every, everything is everything, right. In terms of whether it's philosophical for the body or for the mind or for finance, you know, like it, it all connects. Um, people don't do the thing enough. And it, it, it is what it is. Like before we had cars, before we, <laughs> you know, we had airplanes and people actually had to do something in order to actually get it done. So now we have technology, we have, um, you know, whether it's a bicycle, there are different, you know, things that we've invented to make life easier. But, you know, energy is, it, you know, it cannot be created nor, you know, nor destroyed by us, but it can only be transferred. So we transferred all of our energy to for something, somebody else to do it. And then now we actually are just holding on to it. So I could I could tell people to, hey, you know what, make sure you're, you know, uh, you know, intermittent fasting or, you know, getting more sunlight or, you know, and how it, you know, relates to your hormones. Like all that stuff is cool. But if you're just sitting at home, like it's, eh. You can biohack as much as you, you want, but people used to like move for 10 hours a day. Yeah. As human beings, we just don't move enough, you know? So uh, there, there's a lot of high level conversations, which I'm, I'm sure a lot of people may talk about on the show and, you know, different ways to, to combat that. But I would say uh, if people can just start, you know, walking more and then actually doing something that, um, you know, makes them sweat and breathe hard. I, it's very, it's, I know that's very general. But the only way you, you know, fat really burns, you know, uh, leaves the body through, you know, um, through oxidation is it turns in either into to water or carbon dioxide. So you might sweat, you might, you know, uh, you know, you might uh, urinate, you might you have to breathe. If you're not breathing and sweating, that state of matter will not leave the body. Yes. You know? Yes. So you have to do something that's going to make you sweat and breathe hard. I really, uh, yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> and because people don't know that a lot of, of, uh, breakdown of fat does leave through the breath. Yeah. You know, most of it actually leaves, yes. le leaves through the breath. So, um, just even thinking about that, you know, uh, if I would tell somebody, you know, like, Hey, just understanding, understanding science, uh, as, as we know it, you know, might, we might talk about ether and all that kind of stuff, but, um, three states of matter, you've got solid liquid and, you know, and gas, and so the solid, in a sense, maybe you might be thinking about the, the fat is the solid. Well, in order for it to leave the body, it has to change states of matter into either liquid or gas. That's either sweating or breathing. So if you can sweat a lot and 
find something that's going to make you breathe a lot from uh from an active standpoint that's something that you can do to help you you know lose a lot of weight now of course there's the other side of you know different things that you can do now you can start talking about oh what are we eating or you know how much muscle are we putting on the body you know what what's your you know your resting you know metabolic rate and things that are going to acquire your body just to either live or function it needs more energy to do that thing and then thus you actually start burning more calories because you have more machinery on you um you know there's we can go down that path as well but i would say just simply because a lot of people get caught up into like the very specifics and in and outs and they just don't move enough they're not willing to challenge themselves enough to move often you know throughout the day you know and do something that's going to make them sweat or breathe hard because they don't want to be uncomfortable and so actually just doing things that make you uncomfortable consistently over time that applies to finance and business and all that kind of stuff you're going to see success in the right right path so yeah yeah no i i <laughs> i couldn't agree with you anymore um going back to for example the uh you know walking yeah our our body obviously was designed to move within this space that is our world right i mean literally yeah. we have these limbs that allow us to stand up and then two other limbs to grab things and move and and it's literally our body is function you know designed to literally move so right. When people are, you know, at home all day, sitting in a chair, which I've been doing most of today, but I'll be <laughs> taking a walk right after this, um, you know, is just getting outside and doing, um, you know, I, I, I like to try to do three 10 minute walks each day at a minimum, oh, right? Nice. Yeah, I try, I'll try to pair it with my meals if I can. Um, but, you know, totaling a, a 30 minutes total of walking. It's okay. super simple, but can really make a huge difference. And I think people, a lot of times they let, um, what is it? Uh, great be the enemy of good, right? They're like, mm. they're trying to do everything. They're trying to get the yeah. diet and this. It's it's very simple. Just go move, like you said. And uh, yeah, you know, because truly the, the body is absolutely designed to do this and uh, you know, we're, we're eating food that we've never had before, or at least yes. in amounts. Right. And then yeah. we're moving a fraction of what we used to. So even from just the most basic of perspectives, it's like, look, you're yeah. just eating more than anyone ever has, and you're moving way less than anyone ever has. So, yeah. uh, we have to balance that. And I think keeping it simple is literally the best thing. I always tell people the best workout you can do is the one that you're going to do. Right. Yeah. Because if you're, if you're, if you're wanting to, you're trying to go to the gym and, and lift all these weights, but it's, you have to like will yourself to go do it every single time. Chances are one of those days you're going to say, oh, I just, I'm too tired. Whereas yeah. a simple 10 minute walk is like, okay, we'll just go do a walk around the block. It's not that long. Walk. I mean, like if you had to, I'm sure you would walk to your car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you would walk through the grocery <laughs> store. You know, you, I mean, out of necessity, there are things that we have to do in life. And, uh, I think if we're talking on the on the level of like, hey, what's this uh, Olympic level athlete need to do to like, you know, move the needle this much? Oh, OK. All right. Let's bring in all this extra detail. Right. But for most people who already aren't at that level where they need that extra push, they just need to move more, um, you know. And then, of course, when in terms of uh, of eating, you know, uh, you know how we get our nutrition, obviously, there's there's sunlight um, that plays a huge role into how our bodies interact with how we digest. But uh, staying away from processed foods, uh, you know, people may, people have been eating bread for millennia, so I'm not going to get on that, but there are different types, uh, you know, of things that we eat that can just be a little, a little cleaner, a little bit more whole, like, dude, just eat fruits, veggies, meat, you know, maybe some, some nuts and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I know. <laughs> 
Uh, and also on the whole bread topic, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I think we, you know, we can go down the rabbit hole of it, but at the real core of it is if you look at traditional bread, it pretty much had three ingredients, yeah. water, flour, and salt. And those were like the three things that they had. So if you look at a traditional sourdough bread, you can literally uh, make the starter by putting flour and water in equal parts together. And then you allow natural yeast from the air to get in there and create the starter to start rising, right? And then mm. you add that starter to literally water, flour, and salt. You mix uh, it, you let it rest, you know, you obviously need it or whatever, and then you put it in the oven. And that's it. It's three ingredients. But if you go look at a sourdough bread at your average uh, store, it's going to have like 10 different ingredients in it. Mm. So even, you're, even you're educating you there, I didn't know that, uh, just even looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a, another thing too, is like uh, a lot of breads will have sugars in them, uh, right. which is not absolutely necessary. I mean, depending on the style of bread you're going for, but you know, I look at sourdough is one of the oldest style breads, you know, it's very simple to make. Um, you don't even need to go find, you know, create yeast. Like the yeast is naturally in the air and will get in there. Um, so yeah, it's one of the oldest style breads and, you know, it's literally three ingredients. So, uh, when I see mm. bread at the supermarket and it's like 10, 15 ingredients in there, I'm just like, this is not, you know, this isn't bread anymore. This is like preservative and added flavor like that to me, that's what that resembles, you know? So any, right. anytime I see bread that has at least, you know, okay. Four ingredients, maybe. Okay. Five, but anything over that, I'm like, no, that's, that's a no go. That's a good tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, all right, Q, honestly, dude, I mean, we're going to stay in touch. <laughs> we're we're yeah. going to uh, talk more for sure. But uh, in terms of this episode, uh, we'll we'll try to wrap it up here now because uh, try to keep the listeners, you know, on, on a shorter episode. But sure. I do want to provide a moment here for you to share any last minute thoughts if you have any. Um, I, I definitely want you to share uh, where people can reach you, where people can, uh, you know, find any any kind of product that you have or any classes that you have. Uh, I know you're an incredible trainer, Caleb Wood, who uh, put us in touch and is also a previous guest on the show. Speaks oh, nice. super highly of you. Um, so I know you have some incredible stuff and I would love to have you share it uh, in this segment. Sure. Um, man, lasting words. I think sometimes, uh, like I've said, I've kind of been on that tangent um, a little bit in in the show but a lot of it has to do with like who we are as as human beings um it really just comes out you know in the physical you know whether it's you know the stuff that we're eating uh you know the stuff that we're doing but i think as long as people are pursuing you know who you know in my opinion you know uh my belief you know god created them to be and that is the healthiest version of themselves they're going to find it you know seek and you shall find so if they don't know where to look just start looking period you know, if they don't know what thing, what to do, just start, you know, because eventually I would, I wouldn't know you if it wasn't through Caleb, yeah. you know, I and mean, you're talking about introducing me to another person. And I would have never got to whoever your friend is if I just didn't speak to one person. So whatever that is, like, if you really don't know what to do, just start something. And somebody else who is already on the path, they're going to say, Hey, have you thought about doing this? Or if you're researching, you know, uh, how to do this, you're going to have a suggestion, another. Su so just start. Like that is probably the easiest thing to say. Um, and they're going to find success as long as they just stay consistent. When you're a baby, you don't know what to do until somebody shows you. You don't know how to speak until you hear your first word. So it's it's all the same stuff. Just just start. Um, but yeah, uh, as I said before, man, I'm a personal trainer. I, I just love, uh, you know, I love seeing people smile, I love, you know, helping people. Um, right now, that is in the phase of, uh, of health and fitness. And I, I think, um, you know, 
people can definitely benefit from uh, improving, uh, you know, how they move, how they eat and how they think. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, uh, my name is Quentin Alexander. I have a business, uh, QFlex Moves. You can follow me on all pretty much every platform as QFlex Moves. So that's Instagram, Facebook, uh, you know, TikTok. I, I don't really use Twitter, but, you know, if you wanted to follow me on Twitter, uh, you can do that. It's QFlex Moves. YouTube, QFlex Moves. Um, you know, the letter Q, flex, and then, you know, yes, moves. So, uh, you can follow me on all platforms. Um, and yeah, uh, if you guys are looking for for coaching, uh, you know, any any type of guidance and accountability, I got you. I love it, Q. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, from just a little bit that I've seen and and I definitely hope to experience in terms of doing a, uh, some workout sessions with you. I, I know uh, you know your stuff really well and uh, you're a living example of it. So I appreciate you bringing all that knowledge here on the show today. And uh, yeah, just enlightening everybody and, and sharing the, you know, amazing presence that you have on this show. So I really appreciate that, Q. Devin, I thank you uh, for <laughs> for inviting me. I appreciate it. Is that actually my first podcast ever? Hey, hey, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, don't don't forget me when you get big, man. <laughs> no, no. Well, we will remember each other because you're going to be big. <laughs> thank you, my man. Yeah, that's the that's the goal here. Um, but thank you very much for coming on the show, man. Honestly, uh, like I said, I know we're going to be in touch and uh, maybe even have you back on the show in the future. Uh, and yeah, definitely uh, everyone check this guy out. I will have all of his information linked in the show notes. Uh, you will be able to click on there to uh, be redirected to whatever uh, site it is that you're trying to find. And uh, you guys already know the the motto of the show. It's do everything with good intentions and connect to your elements. Everybody have a great one. Peace. Peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional. 